everybody, and welcome back to the Portsmouth Running Podcast. This is episode 54. I am your co-host, Daniel Del Piccolo, and I am joined, as always, by my wonderful friend and co-host, Mr. David Harvey. Dave, Hello. welcome. Hello. All right. How's it going? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm knackered, actually, despite I've got two weeks off. I'm in the middle of the second week. Yep. I've done absolutely nothing with my time other than go to the odd run, drink a few beers. <laughs> um, but for some reason today, it's just all hit me in some kind of like big, giant wave of sleepy laziness. Yeah. Um, so I'm dealing with that today, which is good when you don't have work. But if I was at work, I'd probably be a grumpy bastard. <laughs> yeah. The thing is, it's, it's weird, isn't it? We, like we, I think we were saying, uh, saying quite recently that... Um, Sometimes when you slow down, you think, okay, I've, I've, I've slowed down, I've got some time to myself, and therefore I should be doing more stuff or have loads of energy. But, but actually, I think it just it reminds your body and yourself that you just need need that time and you need a bit more time. So perhaps maybe yeah. it's just kind of like it's your body finally just saying, you know what, I need a vacation too. Yeah, <laughs> it is good old lion at the moment, I think. Lovely. <laughs> it's so, do you know, it's it's so good and soothing for the for the body and soul. And Dave, I don't want, like I don't want to go too much into this, but you know, obviously I had, um, you know, I had COVID. Well, sorry, I'm going to call yeah. it a cold. I think I th- I'm going to start calling it a cold. I don't I don't like yeah. the uh, the the other word because um, it's, it's used too much. So I, so I had a cold um, a couple of weeks back. I spent a week um, isolating in my in my bedroom, and honestly, it was just like the best time I, I, I've ever experienced I think I managed to you know just kind of like be left in my thoughts and and not yeah. have to worry about everything from like you know going down putting the kettle on making a coffee all that kind of stuff was just gone yeah. and it was it was very very interesting just how it's kind of almost like a journey you, you kind of go on I don't know what, what everyone else's experiences are of that or, or whether you've had something yeah. similar but just when you've got that time and space you can just make so much of it internally yeah, I think I told. I think when you were telling me about this um, week or so ago, and my own interpretation was akin to going travelling, where you you take away work, you take away the stresses and strains of everyday life, and paying for things, sitting in traffic, take all of that away, take all of that weight off. So it's just you with no responsibility and not knowing what you're even going to do tomorrow. You get this like what I call mental bandwidth like an extra bandwidth which is, allows your brain some kind of like freedom it's like your brain sucks up air like and suddenly you're allowed to breathe and be free and if you take it you know it's like decluttering your brain isn't it and decluttering your life to get take it back to its sort of like bare bones and Absolutely. then suddenly these things that you haven't thought about suddenly crop up and you think god I've blimey I haven't had the space for that and you can then kind of reassess it I think and in doing so you you realize that that isn't important anymore or that's important to me or I need to think about this some more because I haven't given that the space that it needs yeah absolutely Um, so yeah yeah it's 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 nice I think I know where you're coming from there Mm. Um, it's it's beautiful sometimes just to have everything taken away isn't it even though you you know you might have felt a bit unwell at the time yeah, exactly. Exactly, and and I, yes, I missed the running. The running was like you know, I, I you know couldn't couldn't wait to get back. But 
um, I think you, you've drawn a really good comparison there, like going away on vacation, on a true vacation where you just relaxed and, and everything's stripped away and you get to like really dig down inside. And, and actually, do you know what? It's funny the things you find inside when you've got, when you've got time, uh, yeah. you know, I think, I think this time spending that week on my own where I've never done that before for that period of time, I think I've kind of not just found some stuff inside, but actually I'm going to be revisiting those places a lot and spending a lot of time kind of within myself. Um, yeah. It all sounds very self, uh, <laughs> just kind of like very selfish and stuff. But no, it's yeah. it's, it's 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 good space. It's good space. But also, yeah, so you, had, you had a period of reflection then, really, where you know, um, you sort of look at things, you learn from them, you evaluate whether it means something to you, and how you're going to do things in the future. Sometimes, um, and it can be really helpful, can't it? Absolutely. We've, I feel like we've gone quite deep and ugly early there. <laughs> oh, we, we, we certainly have. Yeah, but the, these things are important. And you know what? It, it, it kind of like you can all bring it back to running and stuff. You know, obviously, yeah. we, we feel the same way when we're out running. I'm sure sure lots of people do. Yeah. You know, just the, the kind of depths you can you can you can go to when you're out on a long run and you're, you're on your own. And you get to think and stuff. So it's, it's all it's all, I guess, very, very similar and, and all, all based around kind of like the mindfulness space. But very, yeah. very interesting. And also, obviously, our morning sea swims, Dave, have been like a. you know a very strange kind of like awakening um, as well yeah I mean you've 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 really like embraced it now haven't you I'm so pleased yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) thank thank you thank you guys for like keeping me at it yeah yeah I mean like I'm too stupid to um to be careful about it so and you're obviously a lot more sensible than me and that you sort of like go in you notice it's cold and that you're going to freeze to death so you get out Whereas like, I'm the kind of person that goes in, notices it's really cold, sees that as a challenge. And I'm like, fuck you, sea swim. You are not going to beat me. And then lay there for five or six minutes, just freezing my, my nuts off and then have to get out. And then I'm shaking for the next like four hours. Yeah. But, you know, <laughs> I think gradually we've all we've all managed to get a little bit better at it now. Um, yep. Those first two minutes, though, every time they get in, it's always like, whoa oh my god this is so cold and it's yeah. like razor blades or falling into a hornet's nest isn't it exactly yeah exactly like that yeah which which sounds people are probably thinking why do you do it then but gosh there's there's just so many benefits from it i mean i, I think when i when i st- when i first started doing it and and you know again i want to thank you guys for just kind of like keeping me at it and and you know you guys kept going down there and i was joining you and kind of going up to my knees first and then my my waist and then uh, the facial expressions um yeah. I was doing at the time really still make jason laugh so. yeah. <laughs> but um yeah like, like you said there's, there's definitely something in it and and you know i want to i wanted to kind of put out there that we are down at the coffee cup most mornings during the week at 8 a.m and if anybody listening wants to give the sea swimming a try um whether it's just you know kind of like just to give it a bash and see how it goes um what it's like what the physical um benefits are because dave i swear there's something physical going on and i'm benefiting you know from 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 the usual pains i have in my body where i'm running loads um they've actually gone have they yeah see i noticed i've i noticed in the in the few weeks that i was doing it every day that um the niggles just dissipated Mm. and i was suddenly like i wouldn't wake up with um tight legs or plantar fasciitis pain and yep. then having been on holiday for well I say holiday in a very loose sense not working and lazing about at home 
I haven't had that motivation to get up first thing in the morning because I haven't got anything to do. So have stopped the sea swims every day. Yeah. And the niggles have come back. Really? Yeah, definitely. And at the moment, I'm suffering with a bit of like, which is quite literally a pain in the arse um, <laughs> with a tight piriformis. Right. Um, and that, that sort of just cropped up since stopping the sea swims. Yeah. But um, there's, you know, there's there's something about like for people that want to wanted to come down, like we're, we're normally done within 15 minutes, aren't we? You know, yeah. from from close off to close back on, it's normally between eight and eight fifteen. And um, there's there is definitely like this process to it that I've noticed in in how in how it feels and in the reward that you get back from it. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, there's that initial kind of like walk down to the sea where it's almost like you're starting an ultra or you're starting something really silly, like yeah, yeah. Um, you're starting a marathon or something where you get that energy buzz because you know something is going to hurt and you know you're going to go through some through a situation or an event that is going to take you to some kind of extremes of the way that you're feeling. That's such a and good point. Can, yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it. And it can make you feel really uncomfortable. So when normally within that first minute, you know, it takes your breath away and you go, oh, God, like, this is really, really cold. And then in minute one to two, you, you sort of notice that it's cold, but you're able to then kind of like rationalise that that pain. Yeah. yeah and then, and then it's, it's not until sort of two, three, four, five, six minutes, you know, that sort of like, you know, but you suddenly start to ease into it, don't you? And it mm. then becomes really rewarding. And then you get, I found, I noticed that I get this kind of like mental, you know, like this psychological kind of boost and clarity that it gives me. Yeah. So I can lay there and look at the sun or, you know, <laughs> embrace the fact that it is raining or it's windy or it's choppy. And, and you get this like, you know, burst of serotonin or dopamine and it makes you feel really, really good. You know, yeah. it's like I know Jason described it recently as free drugs. And <laughs> my 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 thing is like it's a thousand cups of coffee in one go. Yeah. And yeah. and then like you start chatting to each other, don't you? Once you've got your breath back, once you're floating, once you kind of embrace the suck of it all. And yeah. and it becomes a real kind of like social event and it becomes something that's incredibly enjoyable. Mm, absolutely you've described it so well there pretty much I, I couldn't have said it better absolutely yeah. it's just unbelievable and, and you know what like we've got the seafront here I mean people are you know listeners of the show will be running up and down the seafront all the time and stuff like that why not try the water you know it's just just on the other side of the pebbles um like I say I'm, I'm, I'm going to extend a welcome to anybody listening to the show that wants to come come down to the coffee cup 8 a.m Drop us a message, comment on our Instagram posts, however you want to get in touch with us. Send us an email. Um, we will be there during the week um, at 8 a.m. If you want to try and see whether or not it has any physical benefits for the running, pop down. We'll happily give you an introduction. Uh, <laughs> well, I guess we're not really experts at the sea, are we, David? It's a case of getting in and getting right. out. But, um, you know, we'll, we'll be there for company and support and moral support and whatever you need to uh, to get yeah. going. So. I think I think the wonderful Debbie Pentland has a link, doesn't she, to how how to do it sensibly? Mm. 
I know you and Jason have got dry robes, haven't you? So you can quite quickly get warm. Oh, yeah. Whereas I'm a bit so. more like hat hoodie type, type approach to me. Yeah, you come in your bloody shorts, man. What the hell? I, I, I don't know how you do that because you <laughs> you make me feel cold afterwards. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's it's good fun. But yeah, really enjoy it. And I love spending the time with you guys. Just the whole ritual of it um, yeah. is just There's, just super important. There is some learning from it, though, isn't there? Because there, there, there's one thing about the whole thing that I would change, and that is to get some kind of wetsuit boots or something, because that the worst bit of the whole thing is getting out of the sea. Mm. Because even if it's cold out of the sea, you feel warm when you get out of it almost, don't you? Because your yeah. body's a little bit numb. Yeah, that's true. But, but your feet don't, your feet kind of just, walk on razor blades don't they with that with the stones and the pebbles it's absolute <laughs> yeah. agony so I'm normally hobbling like an old man going back because it feels like someone's stabbing my feet yeah I, f- I feel like we've done we've done half a good job of, of advertising how how amazing the benefits are and and half a, a poor job on, on describing just how fucking terrible it is and how how painful yeah. it is <laughs> but hey hey that's uh, that, that's it? what us runners know very well is uh, the, the pain and hardship of um of, of getting the benefits of an activity so yeah hopefully that makes sense to everybody <laughs> now listen dave um i wanted to kind of let, let the listeners know we're obviously uh, quite a few minutes now into recording that we don't have a guest on this week's show so you get dave and i um chatting all about recent runs races results um lovely weekend away on the south downs um running in hampshire and also um well yeah that, that's it really so um hopefully no one's looking forward to to an interesting guest this week you've just got boring dave and i <laughs> but we've got some interesting stuff to chat about and yeah should be good and we've got some some really good guests lined up obviously with um with the colds and the illnesses that have gone on you've had holiday um i've got holiday coming up it's it's all kind of panned out this way so you've got dave and i for the for the um for the duration of this show and dave to running you've had some damn good results recently i wouldn't say that <laughs> you have man you've been you've been running so so well and i'm so pleased for you as well because you've had a really kind of like hot, tough year of it um yeah. your, your long long last run and things like that so this i think this is this is really kind of panned around for you so so tell us what's going on what, what have you done recently and, and what kind of results have you had so um, i've only done two races this year and um, the first one was the llama tree marathon and the second one the qe half marathon by uk it's not a very edgy name i'm afraid uk running events oh yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the llama tree marathon by white star running which i've done before and actually and after traveling was the first run that i came back and did white star running i haven't done one of their events yet but i know that they are an amazing uh kind of group of, of race organizers that have incredible medals and and like really well supported events um yeah was, was yeah your they experience? are good they are yeah they are, i've only done a couple of their races um in fact three i think i did the bovington marathon which okay. goes around the kind of tank museum type area I mean, oh, around yes. Christmas. And I've done the Llama Tree Marathon twice. And they're, you know, they're good. They're, they're put on by runners. Um, the race director, Andy, is hilarious and, cool. you know, amiable and very nice chap. And Lovely. they tend to have a few big hills in that generally around the Dorset countryside. Okay. Yeah. So lumpy, not muddy, hilly exposed you know exactly what you need and they have these things they're called love stations which are like the aid stations but you can go and get a hug or you can get some beer or a oh, cider or something like a that. Hug. <laughs> who, who volunteers for to be hugger 
I don't know. <laughs> but I think it was at Bovington. I was covered in mud and feeling a bit sad. So I managed to get a hug out of one of them. Which Love is quite it. Nice. But um, yeah, I, in all honesty, I just did it to go and run the marathon distance as opposed to race it. And it, it just didn't go that well for me, really, from the start to the finish. I think it started a little bit late. So maybe five, six, seven minutes late. And obviously, you know, we're all stood there and it was freezing cold. OK. So from the start, it was difficult to try and warm the old muscles up. So I was going out of what was probably probably kind of quite a comfortable pace for me. And then it just I just couldn't get my head in it and I couldn't get my legs in it. I couldn't get my body in it at all. And then 14 miles in, I started to feel a little bit better. I'd gone wrong a couple of like corners as well. So okay. I was feeling a bit frustrated and then 14 miles started to feel good. And then it just fell to pieces after 18 miles. Wow. OK, that's that's, that's an odd kind of pattern, isn't it, for the marathon? Because normally it's, it's yeah. feel good, feel good, feel good, feel rubbish. But you were like, feel rubbish, feel good, feel rubbish. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And there's there was a few moments, you know, when there's those gradual uphills that don't really look uphill. Oh, you, yeah, yeah. You're, like you sap your legs. Yeah. And you're working over time. You know, you, the, the I always um, describe it as that the visual doesn't make that, you know, what you're seeing doesn't match your effort levels hmm. when it's like that, because because it's such a gradual uphill that your legs are kind of working over time yeah i get it yeah so it's a little bit like a duck underwater <laughs> you know that <laughs> above it you might be looking really really chilled out but underneath the legs are going 10 to a dozen um underneath the waterline i don't know if that makes any sense but it does um, make sense yeah completely yeah and so yeah just didn't have a great time but managed to finish in just about four hours okay for 10th place and was and what was quite funny is because I met Michelle uh, Maxwell, who we spoke to a few weeks back, didn't we? And a couple of shows back, episode 52. Yeah. And one of her people that she coaches, and we all came like eight, nine, ten. Amazing. Amazing. <laughs> so um, so it was quite nice. So we there was a lot of kind of chit chat, you know, running past each other for most of the race but then they absolutely schooled me on the last couple of miles when I was like just wanting to throw myself off, off the nearest cliff <laughs> um it was good it was about and and you know just sort of did it and wasn't that pleased by the whole thing and then the next week went and did the QE half by UK running events now that's one event that I think a lot of listeners will know because I think I think it's quite a, it draws quite a big crowd from all the running clubs and and stuff locally, yeah so, yeah yeah it has got that vibe to it um it's a little bit kind of uh i don't want to be nasty about them because i really enjoyed the event so if if i can be proportionate here you can be honest dave you can be yeah, honest the, the 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 route was amazing you know and i love running around the country park the the way that it was put on was seamless um the all the people i met were amazing it you know it ran like clockwork it was fantastic all those good threads yeah yeah so but but there's something about these races in in that where you've got three or four different distances going on and um maybe it's because it's called uk running events as well that there was this feeling that it wasn't very personable okay um and uh i didn't really know that many people there but sort of chatted to alex at the front and this other guy for, for a little bit and um 
it was my first ever half marathon distance as well so it's my first introduction to an event that was doing ah, interesting um and yeah but it just went really well and as we were going up past the picnic area like the barbecue area okay on the stony bit that sort of takes you through the center of ah oh, that's that long climb yeah 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 I, everyone was running really slowly uphill and i was like hmm, what the hell is going on <laughs> So for the first five minutes, because I'd run 20 miles the day before, yep. I was like not feeling that great. And then suddenly it was like, why is everyone running so slowly uphill? And then got this kind of like boost of confidence. And I thought, well, right, cool. There's probably a dozen people in front of me. Let's just go and see how you feel. OK, cool. And then then just like, you know, was able to run all the hills. We got got to a decent um, decent pace and one that I felt like I could sustain and then started passing people and was, you know, like uh, ran it really well. So it was about almost 2000 feet climb that managed in one hour, 44 minutes for third place. Brilliant. Now, this is the story I, I love. <laughs> Dave, I can't this, believe, listen to this everyone. This is, this is incredible. Go on. So, Last year, I ran the uh, QE marathon that Phil puts on for second wind running. That's right. Uh, and I finished it, and they're like, well, hey, you're third place. Got home with the trophy, I opened up the spreadsheet, and it showed I was fourth. <laughs> <laughs> so I jumped back in the car, was like, really sorry, Phil. Looks like I'm fourth place. And, you know, so thought nothing of it. It wasn't that, wasn't that upset because I had a really good time and had a good race. This time, yet again, almost the same course half the distance was up on the podium getting getting third place <laughs> finished went home you know got dressed and made lunch opened up the spreadsheet on their website and it was like fourth place was like, oh, oh no <laughs> so what had but happened I, I, well i don't know I, you know like I, I don't know i don't know if someone had gone changed their distance and had appeared to come in third place or whether they just they just missed someone who was in um, front of me at the finish line and because as soon as i finished the woman said are you half marathon i was like yeah she said oh you've come third and then the race director guy just took me and there was a podium in front of this big uk running event they gave me a pair of socks and you know they gave me this rubber cup and stuff like that yeah. and so congratulations as the three of us you know stood on our one two three <laughs> amazing <laughs> and uh and it turned out as fourth yet again <laughs> oh no so, so listen have, have uh, they have they written to you and asked for any of the stuff back or anything or or you just you just kept the, you just keep it do you know literally like the the winner got 80 pound in a fake voucher and the second place got a pair of skull candy headphones and i was like oh cool i'm actually gonna win something here and um, they gave me, do you know those little collapsible rubber cups that you get for ultra races? Oh, yes. That was my third place trophy. So. Oh, man. <laughs> so I wasn't like, it wasn't to the extent I was feeling guilty and needed to kind of run back down there and have them back this like three pound cup. <laughs> yeah. So so it wasn't a case of the race, the race organisers found somebody gagged in a Metallica mask and stuff <laughs> and like tied up. Yeah. <laughs> but... Yeah, exactly. Oh, Dave. With what my, a like, shame. hands all kind of cut into their forehead or something. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, listen, dude, honestly, like, like, well done. I mean, those are those are fantastic running. And I know you kind of like we were discussing recently about the about the specifically the marathon distance and stuff and just how, you know, you were wondering 
like how do you train to get good on, on kind of trail marathons and stuff is doing cross country a good idea and i think yeah. the idea you know we had the idea to get somebody on the show at some point who does cross country and marathon training um to maybe maybe discuss that in more detail just just what kind of training they do to to get strong in those especially in, yeah. the, in the last bit of a, of a trail marathon it gets pretty tough so maybe an idea for a show in the future yeah because we were we were chatting about the winter cross-country series that i think they do that's the league down here yeah and i was wondering whether they do a summer one so if anyone knows if they do do a summer league i did ask about it but i didn't get a definite kind of response yeah i'm I'm thinking this like next winter i might have a go at one of those leagues and do some of those 10ks and 10 milers and stuff to try and get a bit better interesting yeah i think i think you'll do well and yeah it kind of like opens you up to, to a bit more kind of speed work and and maybe incorporating that kind of stuff into your mm. into your plan a bit more and um because yeah. i tell you what dave you are strong on the hills at the moment i, I ran with you recently into that 20 miler before you did the the qe spring half um and yeah it was you know you, you're, you're strong you're really strong on the hills i think living around there and kind of doing those hills all the time is definitely definitely good for your legs and yeah. you know i i feel it when we're running together just how strong you are in there so no kudos to you um yeah but you would you would probably have like shot up them if you didn't just have a cold cold let's call it a cold, cold, cold <laughs> so um your blended trails race that was a win almost a win wasn't it <laughs> no no well well I, I you know i had the race of my life but yeah i went up so so for those who haven't heard we had um the blended trails uh, founder ollie steel perkins on the show i think uh, probably about 20 episodes ago um race race organizer up in hampshire that that kind of organizes pop-up events and now races on routes that you normally wouldn't get to run because they're on private land um so he's got a good relationship with all the well quite quite a lot of kind of farms and landowners and i think even the brewery called i think it's moon is it uh, moon roast that, that do like the moon roast coffees that little coffee sell yeah yeah um so yeah so we, so we ran all around this estate um for their second ever race called the hard yard which, which was a few weeks ago mm. um and i think yeah i think then i was kind of starting to feel a bit just a bit kind of like heavy um not feeling a hundred percent because i think I, w- I was probably coming down with the cold um <laughs> at some point but i thought it was just the mileage i've been doing recently because i've had some some really big weeks uh, yeah you've been smashing it recently haven't you well, yeah, smashing, smashing myself. I don't know, smashing it is, uh, is the best way to describe it. But yeah, smashing myself for sure. Yeah, so I went into this hard yard. I, um, you know, it was a beautiful day. It was the first. I think it was the first real kind of like day where you could feel the sunshine warmth a bit more. And so I had a t-shirt on. Um, I had my sports barrister coffee at the start, which had gone cold, but I nicked it. Um, and yeah, it was a, it was quite a hilly route, about a thousand. 1,100 foot of climbing. Quite a, quite a few people at the start. Some, you know, you, you know, you normally see the quick runners at the front, um, who are in like club vests and stuff. And I thought, okay, this is going to be like a probably quite a quick race. But honestly, I, I started and just ended up having having the race of my life. I could see, um, I was running in a group of three, and we could see the three, the pack of three lead runners in front of us. They were probably yeah. 100 meters, 200 meters in front of us. And about seven miles into the race. I was feeling pretty tired and my legs were starting to go numb, but it was, I was still moving well and I took a wrong turn. <laughs> and, uh, unfortunately I do this in every race, every time it's just guaranteed I'm going to go wrong, especially on the trails. And I ended up doing, I think about 11.1 miles. Oh, wow. Um, but still came in seventh, which I was really pleased with. That's amazing. 
Yeah, but I think yeah, I think I could have maybe caught third place. Maybe it depend. I don't know how the last three ran, um, but I think I was on target for about one oh seven somewhere around there for, a, for the ten miles. Yeah, I, I looked at your splits, dude, and some of the speed that you had going up those hills and down those hills was amazing. So yeah. good on you. You you really really kind of like must have pushed yourself on that. Yeah, it was nice. I was actually I was using. Um, a pair of, and I'm going to I'm going to talk about Hoka now. Just the, just a warning, Dave. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I use the Hoka Zenel, which are like a, right. a pretty, like, I think they're a pretty understated, understated shoe actually. They're a they're a kind of trail shoe for running fast, so they're lighter. They've still got they've still got good grip, but they're they're very very forgiving shoe underfoot. And I just I, yeah I just really get on with them well. And first time I actually got to push them on the trails, and they, they I think they kind of like definitely helped. Um, as as did that bloody sports barrister coffee. Honestly, I swear by that stuff. It's like <laughs> rocket fuel. <laughs> yeah, I think I think I saw him the other day. Actually, he. I think I was running through Waterlooville and he went past on his bike. I'm yes, yes, yes. Sure, it was him. Yeah, Fra- Fraser Fraser rides his bike. Good old Fraser, who's um, yeah, who's uh over at Sports Barrister. Yeah, he's he's such a great such a great guy. Very very supportive and stuff and yeah 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 he'll he'll often be riding his bike at the moment. I think he's he's a really good runner himself actually. He's uh he's yeah. a good runner. He's done a lot of good races, a lot of good ultras and stuff. And yeah, hopefully he gets back to it soon. But no, the the race was good. I think I've got a little prize which I've got next to me here. I've got to go over to Alton Sports at some point, which is good because I, oh, I think brilliant. I got an age an age category prize, which was nice. <laughs> First old gear. Yeah, pretty much, pretty <laughs> much. But no, it was good. It was a, it was a good race. Yeah. I thoroughly enjoyed it and. Uh, yeah, hopefully uh, get to another one soon. But yeah, anybody who wants to go and check out those blended trails, they are. I can highly recommend them. They, do you know when you when you go to a race and it, maybe it's the same with White Star Running? It's it's very personable. They they really care about their runners. Yeah. The 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 race director Ollie was 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 all over the course. I mean, you saw him everywhere, mm. and he was just making sure that everyone was everything was running fine on track. He probably gave himself a lot of stress on the day. Yeah. Because you know the volunteers all kind of you know do step up and, and, and handle things quite well. But no, he, he really cares about the runs. He, he loves the feedback afterwards. And hopefully they'll be they'll be organising another one soon, Dave. So maybe you and I can can head up to that. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I'm up for any any old race. So if anyone wants to suggest any to, to do, then um, I'm quite up for it. I'm also Good. tempted to try one of the other ones, maybe with a bike or something like that at some point, if I can be bothered to get a bike. So, <laughs> yeah. But um, I think you've done. They're, they're, I've got I've got a couple of um, uh, sayings now around what uh, you know, like doing a Wormsley, which is getting towards the end of the race and taking the wrong turn. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> a Wormsley. Doing a Wormsley because that's uh, for anyone who doesn't know. There's this race called the Western States Hundred um, in America, and Wormsley was absolutely smashing it and winning it and literally you know on for a course record yeah yeah, on a course record within 10 miles of the finish line took the wrong turn and was found like in the middle of bloody nowhere just walking around on this road um which yeah wasn't ideal and then the other one is doing a long lass which um (laughs) when we watch the rugby and people drop the ball on the line and when they're just about to score a try, that is called doing a long mass. So any kind of <laughs> DNF close to the finish line or dropping the ball on the line is now doing a long mass. A long mass is brilliant. I love it. I love it. And those who know your story from from our previous shows will will know what that means 100%. But I think it's, it's actually a really good video of Wormsley's race that year on YouTube that you can watch. 
Yeah, there is, isn't there? Yeah. Yeah. Worth watching. Worth watching for sure. Look up Jim Wormsley. I think it's called like something like Mile 92 or something like that. Yeah, I think it's it, it like the crossing. There's like a road crossing, isn't there? Um, Highway yes. 69 or something like that. That's the one. That's the one. Yeah. Um, and he t- takes the wrong turn. But uh, yeah, but, I mean, any anything with Wormsley, it's just beautiful to watch because he bounds along like a gazelle. There's something about his running style where yeah. he just looks so kind of chilled out, doesn't he? That his, yeah. He doesn't look like he's putting too much effort into it, but his legs are just long and boundy. And, mm. Yeah, I think I think he's, he's like the perfect poster boy for, um, or poster runner for uh, for Hoka, I think, because, you know, your Hoka's tagline is like time to fly. And I think when you watch Wormsy, like you've just said, it does look like he's literally bounding along, flying through the air. He's just got such a long easygoing smooth water-like stride doesn't he it's just just beautiful i'd never i remember first hearing about him and i got sent a video and it was this chap from um run steep get high called jamil curry oh yes he he was doing one of those western states reckeys with that they do i think it's called like a memorial day recce or something like that anyway he he's running along with all these other people that (laughs) look like they're 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 about to keel over because it's so hot yeah and then all of a sudden this guy just shoots past making absolute mincemeat out of all of these trails like just gliding over them um looking like he's out running a 5k and he's actually out doing a 30 mile and it's Wormsley yes I've never seen anyone run so fast downhill as that guy I mean I couldn't fall downhill that fast yeah I'm actually I, I I know that video you're on and I'm gonna put it on our Instagram story page later today because yeah, I, I just sometimes just go and watch that video just for a few minutes just to see Wormsley running. <laughs> it's just, you know, like you said, yeah. it just it makes me want to run. It just gives me like mm. it just fills my lungs with air, and I just I just want to go and do what he's doing. Um, yeah, it, it's interesting, isn't it? How we all have, I, I, maybe heroes the wrong word, but we all have people we kind of look up to, or people that you have some kind of like you know mini secret inside obsession with or um yeah you know, and, and i'm not talking anything sexual here <laughs> in, in any way <laughs> shape or form yes there's that side of it as well but whatever we don't talk about that we talk about <laughs> running um you know it's it's these people you kind of that, that just fill you with some kind of like you know emotional charge or like uh physical charge and i think for me same as you like watching warmsley watching yeah. killian your run up run up hills run up and down hills yeah it's just so uplifting and i think you should use those those are almost like like little tiny mini charging stations that you can that you can use yeah. to kind of get yourself going you know that's a that's a good way of pissing actually I, I was actually thinking about this the other day because for me it was always hansel and kupitschka who used to sort of like just yes. float along because he had this like running style where you know he how, how do you describe it his gates just made him look like he was floating along the ground yeah and yeah. he had, effortless and i think maybe the, the beard and that he looked a little bit like a metaler as well kind of mm. like, appealed to me yeah absolutely yeah he's he's definitely yeah. definitely one of my guy crushes a hundred percent yeah um he's an absolute legend he, he is um, he's amazing he's amazing and he he came back didn't he and like he's been injured for 10 years or something like that he came back and did leadville last year mm. Yeah, pretty much ran it at the same speed that he did ten years previous. Yeah, I know it was incredible, didn't he? And he he podiumed as well, didn't he? Yeah, I think so. I think he came third. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely amazing. Yeah, he's he's another guy that you know I highly recommend runners 
you know, who, who want to look at look at the long stuff, look at the look at the ultras, or if you are running ultras, if you haven't heard of Anton Kapritschka, go and go and search him up. I don't know, yeah. I don't know how to spell his surname still, um, <laughs> years after following him, but yeah, he he is incredible. And and again, Dave, when it gets to this time of year, like the spring and the summer, I I you know there are times where I get a little bit of like that emotional charge and that that physical charge where you know it's shirt off, shorts on, and you run like Anton does, um, yeah. Western States, because yeah. he he used to just run in a pair of black shorts. And that's yeah. it. And, trail, yeah. G- trail Jesus. Literally he? Trail Jesus, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he is amazing. He's amazing. Dave, quick one. South Downs Way. I know we I know we run it a lot. We've spoken about yeah. it a lot. We've had Alex on the show talking about it. Loads of people use um the South Downs Way. But this weekend I took um Jeff, uh, a good running friend of ours and Jason's, to run the last fifty miles of right. the trails. Yeah. And honestly, like I haven't run that side of the South Downs Way for a long time. And it was such a nice, refreshing reminder just how beautiful it is on, on that second half past Washington or past Amberley. Amazing. Yeah. Absolutely stunning that side. Yeah, you've got you've got Chanksonbury Ring, haven't you? And then there's that this is the climb out of House Dean Farm, which is quite spicy, and then the yeah. climb out of Southeast, which is another biggie. Yeah, I, I think mean, you get, they're huge. You get the, big, the hills out there, don't you? That end. There seems to be like three or four big climbs rather than this end where it's a little bit more kind of undulating. Yeah, this end definitely, definitely more undulating. The the big hills. I mean, I would kind of describe them as as long drawn out butts of hills once you get yeah. past Amberley, uh, and they, and and they're just one after the other. And you know, you you'll do the main portion of the climb and think you've got to the top, and then you just come over the edge of a mound. And it takes you, it, it will drop you 50 foot and then you'll do another mound and then another yes. mound and another mound. And they're all these kind of like false, I guess, false summits, although they're not, they're not mountains by any means. But, um, but yeah, tough running, but just stunning. You know, you get up to the top yeah. of, of all the climbs and you're, you're running along these, these, these trails at the top of the hills and you look to your left and you can see like, you know, East Sussex and, and Sussex just a patchwork a patchwork of countryside and then you turn your head 90 degrees and you can see the sea by brighton and and eastbourne and stuff it's just amazing absolutely stunning yeah it's beautiful because that yeah, right that was you took the words out of my mouth right there because there is a little bit of like a ridge isn't there where you can see either side of it yes so you just see like the, the views go on for miles and miles um and it's it's a bit more open it's grander the sky is bigger um, and it's just a little bit more epic, isn't it? It feels, it really feels like that sense of being outside and a bit more exposed mm. up there than you you are over here. Because there's, I think maybe particularly from Winchester to oh, Cocking, and then just past Cocking, there's a lot of woods, aren't there? So you feel yeah. a little bit more enclosed. Definitely, um, there's less. It's more fields and hedges, so you're you're less exposed to the elements to a certain extent and you don't have that kind of sense of like grandness and scale yes you that's do at the other end um so yeah it, it is beautiful man i'm totally with you on that and actually i'm doing south downs 50 in two and a half weeks i think ah, brilliant so, excellent March. so my fourth time on it i think um and really looking forward to that because i haven't been down that way for bloody ages yeah so. yeah 
it's going to yeah. be it's, honestly it's going to be so fresh i mean i know you're when you race you tend to obviously you know be a little bit more heads down but yeah i know yeah. i know i know for a fact if you have a nice day you're going to be really be reminded of just just how beautiful it is but do you know what speaking about that route that we did um and and the listeners may find may find this um interesting or maybe um gives an idea on people to to do some longer runs but there's a really really good way that you can kind of manage running that last 50 miles if you wanted to do it over a weekend say um and that is to get if you can get yourself to amberley train station right and and you can train it there from portsmouth um or you can drive to amberley they've got a a small little car park there that's free so uh, we we left one of our cars overnight it was perfectly safe and good and you literally come out of amberley train station and you 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 know you do a quarter of a mile up the road and you're literally straight onto the south downs way path and you yeah. can do, I think it's 36 miles to run to Southeast, um, yeah. where they've got, you know, a, a really beautiful and well-kept uh, YHA hostel that you yeah. can you can get a room with. They have like little camping pods that you can hire out and they're not very expensive at all. I think you can get a room for like 50, 50 pounds, 60 pounds, which, which sleeps three people, probably up to four yeah. people. Um, and then you can kind of wake up and do the final... 14 miles to eastbourne racetrack you know Lovely. which is it's just it's such a good way to do it or you can just get a train straight back from southeast so um and and there are various other train stations along along the route as well so it's you know i'd highly recommend people who want to go out and, and see some more of the south downs way getting out to that side because it is it's yeah. just beautiful and there's, so, there's lots of well-documented water stops on the way as well aren't there so you're not going to be left too exposed without you know being within a short distance of a tap really exactly exactly yeah. and they all said and also that golden rule of every church and, and you do pass a lot of churches every church has a tap on the outside apparently yeah yeah well for, i think it's for the flowers isn't it to put on the graves <laughs> yes yeah so so yeah so people are using it. I, I, I hopefully it's drinking water yeah. <laughs> i i i hope <laughs> i think i think ultra running zombies are probably kind of part of the criteria to access a church's tap as well <laughs> absolutely absolutely yeah man yeah we we all do look like death sometimes anyway so it's like yeah it's pretty cool so listen um have you done much running down in Southie in Portsmouth recently I've done I've done nothing in Southie in Portsmouth recently other than I think I did like a um like a flat tempo session before a sea swim and absolutely died on my ass because tempo first thing in the morning is just not the one is it no, um, no, no. So actually, I think it's been mostly South Downs and Queeners with Country Park recently, which I love. It's great, you know, and I love trail running. And Ooh. actually, recently got, I've been a bit niggly since um, like last week or two, which I think coincided, come to think of it, with the sea swim. And also got a pair of these shoes called Salomon Ultra Glides. Oh, uh, yeah. So comfortable um but i've worn them a lot and gone quite quick with them and they're like a pair of hokers man <laughs> they really are they're squishy it's they're a bit like cliftons for the trails okay all right and um i've been really really enjoying them um but i don't know i don't know if you find this but if you go from something that's quite hard to something quite soft i think mm-hmm. the body goes through this period of adaptation because the little kind of like micro movements that you have going from you know on a softer shoe with an unstable platform yeah i think they can impact further up your legs and if you've not got like really strong hips and you put something on a 
like on an unstable kind of base then you're going to wobble a little bit more aren't you and I'm just wondering if that's what's happened and that's why my piriformis has kind of like um flared up recently so I'm going to try and be sensible and use some harder older shoes as well as these ones and maybe just save the softer ones for that kind of like longer run to yeah get protection um but yeah they're fantastic they feel amazing they really yeah. do so oh, that's yeah. good. i'm glad you finally found a pair because um yeah, yeah i know you, i know you've tried tried quite a few quite a few shoes recently and, and i know you've had a lot of shoes that you've been using for a very long time Dave. yeah well i'm, I'm a bit like you know like I like reruns philosophy of just you know cracking on with things until you absolutely must kind of change them and if you can change things then can you get a second hand pair mm. and that's what I normally do with my with my clothes and I don't buy t-shirts I tend to just use ones that I've had for years um, yeah. if I need shorts then I try and repair them or get them repaired um, so when it comes to shoes and you hear about how many go into landfill, I'm always thinking, oh, do I really need a pair or can these last a little bit longer? And so I've yeah. still got loads that, you know, that I've had for years that I can often like, go back and use just for like some short runs to check to see if they're still OK or if they need to be chucked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, it's it's just one of those things, isn't it? You're trying to be a little bit more conscientious about that. Yeah, what I'm trying and what I'm using. So. Do you know? I've I've never thrown a pair of hokers away. I don't think. I think I may have given a few of my challenge, my old Challenger ATRs to rerun, but I've got a pair of Clifton threes here, which are, yeah, I think they're about five years old now. Wow. Possibly wow. even longer. And I still run in them. However, I will slip even on dry concrete in them. <laughs> so, but I'll still take them out. I'll st I'll still use them. Well, for, for you, like throwing a pair of hopers away would be like stabbing your own child, wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've got to keep them all, man. I've got to keep them all. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Dave, Dave, you, you said earlier, you were talking earlier about bikes and stuff, and it kind of reminded me that it's really been fantastic to hear that um, Rob Pickett's events have all kicked off and he's done his um, a couple of his duathlon uh, events and stuff. Do you Do you ever follow those? I don't really know what duathlon is, but I think um, it's one thing that I would give a go. Okay. Is, is it right that it's a run, a bike, and then another run? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I think I think right. it does uh, five five k run, twenty k bike ride. Right, I think. Um, okay. I've, people will probably correct me and, and be shouting, going, "It's not twenty k," um, and then and then another five k run, I think. But um, yeah, they had the they had the second event recently. Uh, and obviously, I, I wanted to pull up the results anyway, just to kind of give a shout out, because we, we, we often don't don't speak about Rob, Rob's events a lot. And I think I think it's kind of quite nice to mention. But there was um, uh, I'm, I'm going to list some results here. Right. OK, because I'm looking at times and stuff and I never really kind of know how to measure this, because obviously there's a cycle in it and I don't know cycling. Um, but first first place male Leo Maliphant. Right. Um, second place male uh, Neil Collins. OK. And then third place male, I love this name. Somebody's listed themselves here as Scrambled Legs, Conrad and Duncan. <laughs> so, yeah, which I think is really, really funny. So whoever Scrambled Legs is, uh, well, well done to those three. Um, and then also um, on the on the female kind of podium side, uh, Millie Williams was was first. Victoria um, Arias was second. And sorry if I'm if I'm like not pronouncing uh, names right and stuff. Third female Anna Wilby Lopez 
Um, and they've also got an under 18s category as well here, which is good. Yeah. So Thomas Horton won the under 18s, which is wow. cool. I so think, do you reckon Rob Piggott listens to this show? Possibly, possibly. If he if he if he does, he can confirm that with a with a comment on our uh, on our Instagram. <laughs> no, no, we should we should never say that. He, no, I'm just I'm just wondering because um, if if someone would gift us with a bike, whether he would um, be happy for us to come and give one of his runs a go and then report back on it. Ah, oh, that wouldn't that be good? On. Wouldn't that be good, Dave? Yeah. I, can you are you actually good on a bike? Can you ride? Well, I can ride a bike. I don't know whether you know like. I can go forward. It can't be that hard, can it? Honestly, like, you know, you see all these guys riding on the road, and they've got their helmets on. They're dressed up like condoms, and they've got their picky, <laughs> picky like things on their feet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can it be that hard to go and ride a bike in that kind of thing? I mean, I, I'd right. like to be, you know, I'd like to go and give it a go. I don't have a bike though, so. Dave, you, you, you realise there's going to be cyclists now listening, going right. Dave, you have literally set, you've laid the gauntlet down. Now you are you're <laughs> going to be getting on a bike, and we are going to we are going to push you to your limits. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, right, but I, I oh, God, I'm going to talk myself into a hole here, aren't I? But, no, um, no, no, no. no I, I like it. I think I think it's a good challenge for yourself. Go. So if you if you look around Portsmouth, then it's flat. So if it's flat or uphill, then it's got to be some kind of effort. But with all of those gears, surely like you can just kind of move your legs a little bit and <laughs> it doesn't really feel like you're moving much. Oh, Dave, Dave have, you, have you got a big spade there digging yourself deeper and deeper? Yeah. <laughs> but if you go downhill, then you can just use gravity and that's totally cheating. So you sat down and, but never mind. Anyway. Yeah. I, see, <laughs> I, I always describe it as um, uh, cycling is seated running. That's that, That's what it is. You get you get to sit down and run. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Listen. Actually, I, I should probably ask, ask. Um, I don't know if you know George Garrett and Keenan East. Keenan. Keenan. Yeah, Keenan Eastman on... and George Garrett. Yeah, 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 I know them well. Yeah. Yeah, I think Keenan puts on on the whistle events, which we must go and give a go because I haven't done one of those yet, and I think they're sort of like six-hour timed ones. Yeah. And um, I was I was on the long run the other day actually, and. Uh, bumps into them I think they were doing park run at QE, QE Country Park and they're actually training for an Ironman at the moment oh really oh, okay interesting. yeah and looking at the the trails and the tracks of people that are training for Ironmans and mixing that you know mixing the sports um it must actually be really hard to kind of like think right today I need to go for a run because I'm training marathon and then also think well actually I've got a 112 mile bike ride to do as well so I need yeah. to train for that that's this is the thing. I never understand how people fit all the training in when you've got swimming and cycling as well. It's like, wow. I mean, yeah, yeah, exactly. And like, and then to think that you also need to learn how to swim a fucking long way as well. Yeah. And they were saying to me that if you go and do an Ironman, it is the equivalent of going from Portsmouth to Plymouth. And now I'd never thought about it like that. But that's they, they're literally talking about 150 miles, aren't they there? Wow. Yeah something like that 140 miles it's amazing really jeez yeah i mean they're they're tough i know like all the ironman athletes i mean kudos to them you know even the cyclists dave you know i know we we kind of laugh and joke in a in a a very friendly way but cyclists just make such good good runners i mean yeah you know I, I, i know i know second place who i who i listed earlier neil neil collins who who's an amazing um triathlete and and duathlete and and runner himself you know he coming from coming off the bike I mean, they 
people just make such good runners. I know a few that are kind of transitioned from biking to to running, and yeah. they all do incredibly well. So there's definitely something in the cycling, eh? Definitely. Definitely, definitely. It's like cross training, isn't it? I think I could probably do a little bit with that myself because I, you know, I just tend to run and do some weights and do some mobility exercises and a little bit of yoga. Yeah. Whereas doing something that one day a week that will take that impact out of your legs is probably exactly. really, really helpful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I guess, I guess, you know, we always talk about, you know, just what I mentioned back there was, you know, how do people juggle the time? But I guess that's that's what you've just said. Like you cut some of the running out and replace it with something that effectively complements it using a different part of your body so yeah it's it's yeah. it's all kind of beneficial it all makes sense and comes together like like three ingredients i guess in, yeah. into, a, into a nice a nice dish at the end mm. yeah. so two and a half weeks dan you've got the one yes avenue. two and a half weeks time i will be going to the jurassic coast to race the one which i'm kind of like pretty scared about actually because you know, I've, I've built up these these hills over there in my mind so much, and I, and I know that they are tough, but I think you know maybe where we've had the South Downs Way running recently, um, that, yeah. that that will definitely help. But I know I was kind of not peer pressured into it, but it was um it was Jason's idea to do it, and he unfortunately is is out injured, so he can't he can't make the race in the end. But he's going to come and do one of the aid stations, um, which will be good. It'll be nice to see him on route. Yeah, it'd be epic. Um, it'd be epic. I've run around that area quite a lot, um, yeah. but mainly the bit from Swanage to um, sort of like Weymouth, that kind of area. Okay. And that is, there are some seriously like steep hills there. And particularly when you come out of Lower Cove on yeah. that southwest coast path, there's about three or four miles which are just like, you know, <laughs> relentless. Okay. Well, oh, goodness. Down. So, you know, maybe do a weekend on grandfather's bottom to get the legs done. Yeah, I might, I might have to do it soon. I've been threatening to go, to go to the back of Batsa with, with some poles as well, just to kind of like walk up yeah. and down for a few hours, but I haven't really had the, the time or, or inclination to do that because the training's just been so full on that I've, that I've been involved with. And, do you yeah. know, actually I've, I've kind of been sticking to a very similar routine to, to how I was being coached last year by, um, by Paul Navasi. And yeah. I've stuck to a similar similar routine because he got me so so fit for uh, Kenneth and Avon and yeah. you know obviously my my a goal this year is to get through Grand Union so I've got to kind of remember that that is the that is the focus yeah. this is just a, a side race time on feet race mm. so yeah not to kind of stress and fret too much about it I want to just be out there on my feet for a long time and I'm sure I will yeah yeah. So, yeah yeah it's so interesting it. like your trait like the you know from um a little bit of kind of pop analysis of it without any kind of real research or um like you know actual fact in it is that um you're you're training from pool and michelle's training is quite different aren't they yeah very so, much so um because you i remember when i was training for grand union there was very little of that kind of like tempo stuff going on i think um and and you were doing sort of regularly 50 minutes at quick pace weren't you yeah there was a lot of that yeah. um it's interesting really isn't it like how you know because surely the 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 theory has got to be the same maybe people's approaches and their life experience brings them to kind of like different um different sort of conclusions and how you might train for something well, i think kind of like dipping in and out of that kind of like theoretical base 
Yeah, I guess I guess like like a painter or or a film director will or you know a photographer will all have similar threads on the type of colours they use or the type of like yeah. feel feel the film has. Every coach kind of brings their own unique thread and their unique thought process to to the table, which is great. But also, yeah. I think a lot of coaches will will work a routine for your particular strengths. So I guess yeah. it's, you know that is the difference is is the individual athletes. Yeah, uh, true, true. So Very yeah, I true. guess the, the way they approach it can be like multifactored. You know, it's just yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, but I, I also when I approached Paul first, you know, I, I said to Paul, you know, I really want you to kind of maybe focus me on on a lot of the speed work because I kind of I enjoy thrashing it out a couple of yeah. times a week. I, I kind of like love hated, you know, not not not. Yeah, love, but, I know what you mean. <laughs> um, yeah, I just I think it's good. But um, it was interesting as well because I went to the I went to Southampton Athletics track uh, last week for a visit because I was taking my daughter skiing for a ski lesson, and. The last time I went there, I noticed that there was a, an athletics track next to the ski slopes in Southampton. Yeah. So I got in touch with a. In fact, it was um. I think it was Alex Alex Tooten. I messaged him because I know he he trains over there, and he said, um, oh, so and so the coaches, and I happened to know some of the coaches as well, which was great. So I got in touch with them, and they said, yeah, come down to the track. Went down there, um, joined. They had so many athletes, Dave. Honestly, like, and I know you said really? you've run on that track before, but there were so many different groups of runners. Um, and so many like talented ath- athletes, I just I couldn't believe it. You know, my yeah. One of the coaches there, I, I used to work with at IBM. He was my uh, one of my second line managers at the time. Right. Yeah. He he said to me like, you know, Danny, he's, he kind of pulled me aside. He went, yeah, we've got some really good athletes here. And he pointed to one one of the runners and he said, you know, that's that's your fastest under 18 10k runner in the whole of Europe. I was like, really? what? Well. <laughs> and then there was another guy who was who was running uh, laps around the track who was going at one hell of a pace and he and I ended up chatting with him and he's like oh yeah I've done I've done the South Downs way 117 hours and and so wow. I got chat with him. there was another guy who's running Lakeland 100 next year so we had a good yeah. uh, this year I had a good chat with him <laughs> but yeah it, it was lovely and kind of brings me back to that, that speed work and and how one of the coaches said to me you know it's good to see you running the distances Dan but it's also good to see you kind of like you know keeping keeping that kind of like real fast fast speed in your legs or, or trying to you know speed is all yeah. relative but yeah um because he yeah he kind of believes as an endurance coach um on doing those kind of sessions yeah yeah sure that's yeah. interesting yeah i Talk guess good. it depends what you're paying what you're what you're training for really because i think that you know if you're going to do something like lakeland then you need to kind of have that strength in your legs don't you whereas a lot of speed work for training for something like that might not necessarily kind of fit too well yeah exactly exactly so yeah it's what whatever yeah. you've got coming up but yeah i certainly feel when i'm fit i feel the easier miles are a lot easier which is what yeah. you need if you're going to be doing it for 20 hours 30 hours or whatever it is so absolutely so listen are you, are you heading out today as we as we come to the end of the show are you going out what's your plan today well i'm going to see decapitated tonight over in southampton actually so the Oh my goodness! Death metal band, but <laughs> day two for years. <laughs> one one day, one day. I know you've invited me to a few things before. One one day, I'll come and join you. But I'll 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 be like this petrified, shaking little little person on the side of the mosh pit that won't that won't be too scared to go in. Oh well, dude, I, I do not mosh at all. I'm not made for moshing. <laughs> Actually, I went to see um one of my favourite bands before Christmas called called uh, Raging Speedhorn oh yes yeah <laughs> and they're just a great band but but i was you know had a skin fall by the time they came on and as soon as they started playing 
I got caught up in the mosh pit, fell over and smacked my elbow on the ground and took a chunk out of the bone of my elbow. Oh, my God. And it wasn't until a few days later I thought, God, what is that? And then the point of my elbow had disappeared and there was just this big kind of squishy hole there. Oh, my God. That's See, that's dangerous. You need to look yeah. after your body, Dave. You need it for running and racing. Yeah, I mean, like years ago, I thought I, I got hurt in the mosh pit when I was watching a, a kind of like Australian grindcore band called The Berserker. Okay. And I thought, no, I'm, I'm not going to go near one anymore. So <laughs> that was a timely reminder just to stay at the back and drink beer and just, you know, watch and enjoy. <laughs> that's it. That's it. You know, go, go, go close, go close to the devil. Don't, don't ride like, like right beside him type thing. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> well, listen, enjoy. I've already been out for my run. Um, went, went for a nice swim this morning um, and I ran with uh, Kat, a friend of mine. We had, a, we had a lovely social run along the seafront, which was fantastic. So I get to chill this lunchtime and uh, well, I've got to, I've got to work through lunch, I think. So, cool. yeah, so it'll be good. All right. Wicked. <laughs> anyway, well, listen, it's take, take pleasure, care. Man. It's been it's been awesome. So thanks for thanks for having me again. Yeah, thank you. And listeners, thanks so much for uh, for bearing with us while we uh, organise our next couple of shows. But yeah, we've got some really good guests coming up. Super excited. Um, yeah, can't, I'm not going to give anything away just in case. But yeah, hopefully uh, we'll be releasing another show over the next couple of weeks. Um, take care. Look after yourselves. Do get in touch if you have any questions. Want to come? ever come running with us? Want to tell us about your, your running stories, your adventures, what challenges you've got coming up? Do get in touch with the show. Um, obviously, you can give shout outs and, and do whatever or even get you on. Um, as a guest ourselves but Dave look after yourself take care love to Heather and Hetty and we'll speak to you soon take care take care bye, bye.